Hey, Soul Fam, you're listening to the Soul Expanded Podcast, a sacred container built to support you on your own soul expanding journey. I'm your host, Bridget Nistico, a seeker, space holder, soul coach, and shamanic energy healer who believes everyone deserves to be whole and in alignment with their life's purpose. Each episode, we will hear from fellow spiritual seekers and conscious leaders on how they've navigated their own soul-expanding journey, the highs, the lows, and the tools they use to support their path of soul expansion. Now, let's get started on this soul-expanding journey together. Welcome to the very first episode of The Soul Expanded. I am so, so, so excited to be um, sharing this with you. Uh, The Soul Expanded uh, has been on my heart for almost a year now. I've been getting really clear direction from spirit and guidance to share my story more vocally and my experience in my soul transformative journey, but also the stories of other people. So I have so many um, people in my community and in my life that inspire me every day with how they've navigated their life, the highs, the lows, the ups and the downs and everything in between. And I know for me, community has been such a big part of how I've been able to, you know, traverse all of the things that I've gone through in my life without my community of support, the women in my network, um, you know, from all different facets of my life, I really wouldn't be where I am today. And it was from learning through their experience and what they've been through that I've really been able to grow myself. And so the purpose of this podcast is to share those stories with you. So hopefully you can find some uh, resources, some tools, some insight from others' journeys as you listen. And I'm just so excited to finally be launching it. I know we're in a really chaotic and crazy time in life right now. And it can feel really overwhelming. And I think about, you know, where I was, you know, 10 years ago before I got sober over 11 years ago and trying to navigate what's going on right now, coming from that space in my life. So I felt like now was the time to launch it because this tool and these resources and hearing from other people and what their experience has been can really help you on this journey and kind of where we're at collectively as a community. You know, we're birthing a new earth right now. It's kind of the great awakening and we're all experiencing it together. And a lot of us are being forced to sit with ourselves for the first time. And I know for me, prior to getting sober and even early on in sobriety in my life, and I'm going to go into that story in a bit, you know, I couldn't be alone for more than, you know, 10 minutes without my head, you know, being crazy and taking me out. And so I think about, you know, what it would be like if I was in that space now and how challenging it would be to have to face myself and sit with myself. However, it's also a beautiful opportunity for us right now. We actually have the time, forced time, forced space to do the work that we need to do to become the most whole and authentic and healed versions of ourselves. So it's kind of like, yes, we're going through these challenges and I can so, you know, empathize and understand and people are hurting and there is a lot of pain happening, but we also have a lot of opportunity to make drastic changes in our lives, whether that's in our health, whether it's spiritually or mentally or with our family and connecting with them more or reassessing our, you know, our finances and our career. 
you know, out of all of these pains and these challenges come triumph and beauty. And I truly, truly believe that, that it takes us going into the darkness like this, into the shadows, into that deep, deep pain to really come on the other side, changed and healed and whole. And we are all in a forced dark period right now. We are in a forced, uh, time of transformation and time of shadow, um, work and, you know, it's just, it's a collective grieving also too. So, you know, we're letting go of and releasing a lot of our past ways of doing things and how society looked and we're being forced to, um, look at how we want to change that. So say all of that to say that I felt like now was the time to really do this and to share, um, you know, my experience and also the people in my life that have helped me so much along my journey to be a tool and resource for you. When I went to start the podcast and was thinking of all of the amazing people I have in my life and the journeys that they've gone through and how they've, you know, navigated them, I I realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to share my story. And I do share my story. It's something that over the years that I've uh, gotten more comfortable with being totally honest and open and vocal about. I think it can be really scary to be totally transparent about, you know, the not so great things we might've done in our lives and how we've changed from them and what we've learned. And, you know, we want to always paint this rosy picture of like, oh no, I've always been like this. And, and that's just not real. You know, every year, every moment is an opportunity for growth for us. And what we did last year might not even resonate what we did with this year. And so I realized, okay, Bridget, you're going to have to get real. You're going to have to get vulnerable and really share your story with, um, the listeners. So here I am doing it. And I hope that some of you are able to get something out of my experience, strength, and hope, as we like to say in the program of recovery. So I'm just going to walk you through a little bit about, um, what my, last 11 years or so has looked like and how I've navigated my life and what I've gone through. And so I'll start with what really prompted me to start my own soul expanding journey. So, wow, where to begin? I mean, this really goes back to childhood for me. So I grew up with a lot of uh, anxiety. I had severe anxiety from the time I was a little girl that started probably around the time that my parents were uh, getting their divorce. My parents had a pretty drastic separation uh, without going into too much detail. My real biological father has... um, I think undiagnosed bipolar disorder and some of just his own issues from his own experience in childhood that he had never dealt with and had a pretty toxic household um, at a young age. However, you know, my mom made the decision to finally leave. Uh, She ended up meeting my stepfather and that was around the time when I was, I would say, six or seven or so. So, um, that's kind of where this immense fear, uh, started to get lodged in my system and where I felt like I never fit in. Like I just didn't belong. I felt like everyone else had gotten a set of keys to life and how to navigate it. And somehow God or whoever forgot to give me the set. And it just felt like I was just kind of 
looking at people from the outside and never really quite belonged wherever I was. I grew up in a small town in Connecticut where my family had um, come from Italy and started several restaurants. And my mom left that side of the family and the business and really began a career in health and wellness and nutrition that she's been in for the last 40 years. Holistically had really great um, support in terms of nutrition and vitamins and what I was eating. And my mom always believed in, you know, naturally addressing an issue, which I am very, very grateful for. However, the anxiety persisted and um, it wasn't really addressed by a doctor or anyone. I don't think I really knew how to articulate that to my family, to my parents. And so instead, I just started, you know, really acting out. And by the time I was like 12 or 13, I was really getting involved in a lot of um, substances. So smoking cigarettes and exploring drinking and um, all different types of things. And it was like finding those things for me was a release from the mental chaos that was going on in my head. And, um, it was an escape and a way to get out of having to face, you know, the panic and the intense fear that I was always feeling. And so, that was really the beginning of my substance abuse and addictive behaviors. And, um, throughout high school, it got progressively worse. I was making really bad choices and hanging out with, uh, people I probably shouldn't have been hanging out with. And it just progressed. It got worse and worse. And that was my coping mechanism. It was, you know, I was coping by using substances and I was pretty functional. You know, I graduated high school. I got into VCU. Um, I always worked and held a job throughout high school and college. So I was kind of what you say, like a functioning, um, alcoholic or substance abuser. So I would kind of end up on these binges where I would just spend one weekend completely gone. And, and you might say, well, that's normal people in college. Every Everyone does that, but I think when you're an alcoholic and you're someone who has a problem, you know when it's not normal. And um, by the time I got to college, it was just so bad, and I really spiraled uh, out of control. And I made it through college, and I graduated, and got decent grades in school, and um, you know studied fashion, and made a lot of amazing friends. And I still worked through college and everything, but I was miserable. I hated myself. I couldn't function. I still had the severe anxiety and the panic and didn't know how to address it. And I had a lot of these pains and emotional traumas uh, from my childhood, from my life that I hadn't addressed, which was manifesting into, you know, these addictive behaviors. By the time I got out of college, I um, moved up to Northern Virginia from Richmond. I went to VCU and uh, in March of 2009, I had finally hit my bottom. So that was about a year after I graduated school. I was 23 at the time. It was a snowmageddon weekend. It was a weekend of March 3rd in uh, 2009 and I was uh, dating a man who I had been with throughout high school where we, we didn't have a healthy relationship. He was a great guy. It was really a lot of my own issues that were um, sabotaging the situation. And I just remember continually drinking and creating chaos and then saying, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do this again. And I will never forget that weekend, um, he had come up and it was a huge snowstorm. And before the snow had started, we were like going to go out to dinner. And I remember I was ironing a shirt and I had said before he got there, I wasn't going to drink because I knew that 
my drinking would always end our um, time together in complete and utter chaos. And I remember ironing a shirt and looking at myself like from outside of my body because I started drinking wine. And it was like, I literally couldn't physically stop at that point. And that was like a wake up call for me. And that weekend, I would love to say I stopped drinking when I realized that, but I didn't. And I spiraled out of control and drank myself into oblivion the entire weekend. Uh, And then finally woke up one morning and just realized I had hit my bottom and that I really needed some serious help. So I called my best friend and she drove up from Richmond and she took me to my very first AA meeting. And I will never forget that day. And I will never forget that experience walking into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I walked in and I listened and I heard people share. And I finally felt like people understood that they understood what it felt like to be in my head. And Um, the destruction and the anxiety and the fear and the emotional turmoil and the inability to not drink. And that really the addiction has such control over you. And it's like, I didn't want to do it, but I kept feeling like compelled to do it. It was a compulsion. Um, and that's where I learned about the disease of alcoholism and how it can take over our minds. And, you know, that really the drinking is a symptom of our own, uh, emotions and it's more of a thinking problem and it's a symptom of our disease of being spiritually disconnected. And so I started working the steps and the 12 steps of AA. Um, if you're not familiar, look them up. They are life changing. And I think they're applicable to so many facets of our life, even if you don't identify with having a drinking problem. So I got a sponsor and I worked the steps, but it was that model of community and support that helped me stay sober. And so AA is worldwide. I mean, there are millions of people in the rooms of recovery. It's just a proven method that, that really works. And I truly believe that it's through the collective sharing of our experience, of our hope, of how we grew, of connecting with someone else who's been through the same things that we've been through that we're able to heal. And so that paired with a willingness, you know, in order for me to get sober, in order for me to start this journey and this process of healing my soul, I had to be really willing. And for me, it was hitting that bottom. And for a lot of people, it doesn't take you hitting a bottom. You know, you might be feeling like today, oh my gosh, I need to just start doing some of this work or you might've hit your own bottom, but it takes a willingness because it is hard work, friends. It is not an easy picnic, just like what we're going through right now. It is a lot of work to open up and uncover the issues related to why you are acting this way or why these things are manifesting in your life and what it all boils back to. And what it, you know, comes back to for me was, you know, trauma, it's trauma that you experience throughout your life, through your childhood, through different experiences that you might have. And we store those things in our bodies and in our souls. And it's through, um, the process of, um, working through them with, I believe another person in AA for me, you know, my sponsor, that walked me through, you know, dealing with that and addressing the things that I needed to address and then releasing them and coming to a place of freedom. And it's also, uh, finding something outside of yourself. So in AA, we say a higher power. Um, it, for me, 
I didn't have God when I came in. I didn't believe in anything. I had no relationship with any higher power, anything. I felt a very strong connection to my maternal grandfather, who I have the same birthday as. And he was just such an amazing man that did so much for so many people in the town that I grew up in. And I've always felt spiritually connected to him. But through this process, you really have to understand that the universe, God, spirit, anything outside of you that you identify with, that that you are not in control. And I had to realize, and it was actually so freeing for me to realize that I didn't have to be in control anymore. And it was, you know, the trying to manipulate and control every aspect of my life that was causing me to be so discontent and unhappy because I would set these expectations for people or situations. And if it didn't meet them, that controlled how I felt about them. So learning about the concept of a higher power for me was so freeing. And you know, when I first got sober, I didn't really relate to God. I, you know, and a lot of you might not. And for me, it was my grandfather and that's who I prayed to. And that's who I turned it over to. And that's who I released a lot of this stuff to and did work with. And so I want to talk a little bit about kind of the concept of God and what it looks like, looked like for me throughout my soul journey and what it looks like for me now, because for everyone, it's very, very different. Everyone has their own concept. Um, you know, we look at religion, there are so many different religions, there are so many different ways to view God or a higher power. And so, like I mentioned, for me, it was really starting with my grandfather. And in AA, we say to people, you know, it can be a doorknob. It's just not you. You need to turn it over and give it up to something other than yourself. I started with it being my grandfather and praying to him. And then over the years, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And as I kept trusting in, you know, his guidance, my grandfather's guidance, I started to develop a relationship with God and the universe. And the more I trusted and turned it over and was willing and let what happened happen, the more I saw that I was always taken care of, that I was always provided for, that they were always there for me. And that all of these beautiful things started happening in my life as I continued to do this work and, you know, would go to meetings and work with my sponsor and my sponsees and people in the program and um, you know, it was through the exercise of trusting and releasing and being willing that I saw that, that we are always, always taken care of and that the universe has our back. Like Gabby Bernstein likes to say, fast forward a little bit. Um, and my concept of God began to change and I felt really called to the church. So for me, some next steps in my, um, in my walk were, becoming really involved in a, in the religion of Christianity. And I found a church that I loved and a community there that I loved. And again, the foundational thing there was community and the support in the church that I found. Um, I loved what they were doing. I felt like they were really living out the mission of helping other people to heal and to become whole on their journeys and started really, um, studying, um, the Bible. And that was a beautiful experience for me. I met tons of amazing people who I'm still close with today. Um, I found for me that over the next few years, I started to 
kind of not identify as much with the, um, the structure of religion and more so with, um, the teachings of Christ, but not really how the church was being structured. And so, you know, my path did continue and I continued to explore. I was always, you know, really seeking. And as I sought through this soul transformation and as I navigated each year, as different things came up, I honored myself and how I was feeling and tried to not look at what other people might think or what I should be doing, or this is what the church says, or this is what AA says I'm supposed to be doing, but more so what felt right for me and my spirit and my connection to source. And I think that honoring that and honoring that truth in my heart is what's allowed me to really continue to develop in a way that's most authentic to myself. So fast forward again, you know, this past year has been one of the most life-changing years of my entire life. I think that I've probably grown this past year more than I have in, you know, five or six at one time. In between all of these uh, stories and experiences I just shared are many layers of just when I've had to really, really trust and co-create and partner with God and the universe um, to ensure that I am aligned with what feels right to me and my soul's destiny and my soul's journey. I'm going to be sharing some of those things like how I founded my nonprofit and um, different experiences in my life that were really a true partnership of trust with the universe that I've had to go through. And I think that this past year was one of those times, you know, um, about a year ago this month, I had moved back, uh, to the Northern Virginia area from Baltimore after I had moved to Baltimore and bought a house to launch pivot, um, that nonprofit I started for women coming out of reentry and was in a really significant relationship for about three and a half years with a man who I still have a lot of love for. Um, he's an amazing man. It's just things were not working for us at that time. And I knew that for me being true to my soul's calling and my soul's purpose was needing to really be alone to explore what was going on for me. So after leaving Baltimore and realizing that, you know, my program was best served by being run by our co-founders, Don Lewis and Emily Thompson, and that's really what their calling was and finding that my calling was to move to Baltimore and start it and be on the board and help steer it, but that my mission was a little bit different. I really, you know, I was like, what does this mean? Like, what am I supposed to do now? And so I was grieving the loss of this baby that I had moved and uprooted my life for with a lot of trust um, to start that I thought was my life's calling um, and grieving the loss of that, realizing that my calling was a little bit different and that I was still a part of that mission and still needed to serve there, but that there was other things that I needed to do also um, and grieving the loss of this relationship. And so This past year has just been a nonstop journey of me really digging in deep and exploring, you know, what are the next steps for me? And I just kept seeking, you know, I kept seeking. It was kind of like a dark night of the soul. 
And I really had to look at all of the tools in my toolbox to help me throughout this process and this pain and these huge life changes that I was going through. So I called on my community. I called on the sisters of support that I had built over the years uh, throughout my different experiences. And I leaned on them uh, during this time. And I used um, the practices that I knew to be true, which was really, you know, turning it over to God and seeking and asking the universe for direction and for guidance and trusting and noticing the signs as they were coming in um, to take next steps. And I knew for me, um, I really wanted to continue with uh, empowering women and, you know, Pivot was launched in order to empower and help women coming out of incarceration reclaim their lives. And so while I was still working with um, Pivot, I felt like there was more and there was different ways that my voice needed to be used and heard. And so did a lot of journaling and prayer and meditation and really came to the conclusion that I wanted to become a certified coach. And I had done a lot of coaching and spent, you know, almost 10 years at that point, uh, sponsoring women and being in a community of women alongside them in their recovery journey and working with women in reentry. But I felt like um, this certification was really important for me at that time. So I did the certified life coaching program and just continue taking steps. And as I took each step, I listened and listened to where the next guidance was coming in from and paying attention to different signs as they came in for me. And what I really found is that, you know, I was still being led along this journey of using my voice to help others and, um, still needing to do my own healing also, and decided to go to Maui for a healing retreat in July of 2019 And a funny story about that was I messaged my sponsor because I had kept getting in my journaling, like, go on a retreat, go on a retreat. And Maui kept coming to me. And so I messaged her. I said, would you be interested in going to Maui with me? And she laughed and she was like, I've been researching retreats in Maui. And so that to me was just a God incident. Like I like to say, and my mom likes to use that one too. And, um, it was just confirmation that that's what I needed to do. And that was a pivotal decision for me. That was a really, um, a catalyst in my journey. And that's where I met Danya. Uh, she is my shamanic healer that I work with that I love so dearly and had my first experience, um, in shamanism. And I just, remember laying on the table and having her work on me and feeling so truly connected to source and so connected to the support system of guides that I have in my life and feeling so healed and the energetic healing that she was providing for me. And I just was like, this is, this is it. And it just resonated so deeply with my heart and, you know, returned home from Maui and continued to shift my life and structure it, you know, so that my spirituality and my grounding and healing journey came first while still, you know, balancing the everyday work and all of that stuff, family and everything. And, um, just continued seeking. And I did a couple of, um, online programs with Allison Charles, which were amazing because that also gave me a community, um, of support in this new space in more of a spiritual 
aspect, women that are involved in the healing arts, energy healing, shamanism, and different um, things like that, alternative and holistic medicine, and built yet another community there, which was beautiful. And kind of to where I'm at today, which was feeling called to study shamanic ancient indigenous wisdom. And as I spent more time working with my guides and the universe and sitting in prayer and meditation, realizing that it was truly coming home to my medicine, this work. And that, you know, I've been a healer in many, many lifetimes and that I am a healer in this lifetime and that the work that I've done supporting women is sharing that medicine that is within me, that's been within me and in my soul for, for many, many lifetimes with others. And so signed up for the Four Winds Society, their shamanic energy medicine program, which pairs um, neuroscience with shamanism and um, is founded on the Kiro lineage from Peru, where we um, spent a lot of time, you know, working with the land and becoming earth keepers and stewards and learning that we can heal people through our luminous energy fields. And so for me, I'm still on this journey. I'm still uncovering it, right? But it's more like a coming home and a returning to who my soul has been for a long time. So it's really just been uh, for me uncovering these layers, peeling back these layers and each step and each um, year and each uh, decision I make to commit to myself and my healing journey has allowed me to continue this unlayering process and a returning to my true whole self. And I can say that, you know, I am not perfect by any means and I do not claim to be. But for me, this is the most grounded and the most whole that I have ever felt in my life. And there are still a lot of unknowns. You know, I still don't really know what's next. I know that I was called to launch this podcast. So that's what I'm doing. Who knows what's going to come from it? So I um, am really standing on the word trust this year. So I also went to New Zealand and did um, a healing retreat in New Zealand and spent a lot of time with the medicine there. And through that process was able to really release and let go of an old identity and paradigm that I had built for myself, which was a lot of pressure, a lot of me acting in my masculine energy and always constantly doing versus being and allowing and trusting. And so as I look forward to like, what is the next step? Because this this soul expanding journey is kind of never ending. It's just a beautiful unfolding that we get to be a part of and to co-create with universe and spirit. And um, right now, I don't know what's next. And for once in my life, I'm actually okay with that. I am okay saying and waking up every day, trusting and putting one foot in front of the other and listening to the guidance and staying in touch and in, you know, um, communication with God and my spirit team and listening to the direction that they're giving me and each day taking a step in that direction. And I'm going to let them unfold it. And I'm going to let them show me where to go and what to do. And I'm just allowing it to happen. Uh, and it's been beautiful, you know, like I said, it's been beautiful and I feel just so whole and I'm so excited to get to interview and speak with and share other people's stories that are on a similar path, um, as this, because 
to me, there is nothing more beautiful than someone being able to be their truest, most authentic selves. We are constantly putting on masks and pretending and trying to be a certain way to fit into like the matrix structure of society that, you know, this part that we're supposed to play. And I feel like so many of us are just dying to really be who, you know, God created us to be and what our soul is destined and desiring to be. And so my hope is that with the soul expanded, that you're really able to receive some transmissions from some beautiful people and receive support and tools to help you navigate the unfolding of your truest, most authentic selves. So thank you for listening to my story. I'll be sharing more. uh, And I look forward to walking this soul expanding journey with you, my friends.